will be on hand to control vehicle movements throughout the duration of the road closures. Pembroke Road Railway Bridge will be closed to pedestrians and cyclists during today and a courtesy shuttle bus will be located at either side of the bridge during this duration of the road closure. Pembroke Road Railway Bridge will be closed to pedestrians and cyclists during today and a courtesy shuttle bus will be located at either side of the bridge during this duration of the road closure to transport those who require it from one side of the bridge to the other via the official diversion route. The work is part of a £4.2 million project to replace the ageing bridges. Both the Merlin's Bridge Railway Bridges, which carry the South Wales Main Line, require this essential work as part of Network Rail's commitment to maintaining safe and reliable railways. Milford Road Underbridge was last reconstructed in 1939. Pembroke Road Underbridge was originally built in 1856 and the bridge deck was last reconstructed in 1937. So both bridges are coming towards the end of their lifespan. Rail transport will also be disrupted. A bus replacement service will be in operation between Whitland and Milford Haven for rail passengers today. Passengers are advised to check before they travel at www.nationalrail.co.uk. Plans to develop a caravan park and build houses in Manabia are due to be scuppered this week as the National Park Planning Department looks set to refuse planning permission for the scheme. The year-round caravans proposed would be highly prominent in the landscape when travelling from the north from the Ridgeway and there were insufficient environmental improvements proposed, the report states. This part of the application was also contrary to local development plan policies. Although certain elements of the whole development were said to be acceptable, the overall application is being recommended for refusal. A Pembroke dock pensioner has appeared in court after being overpaid nearly £12,000 in housing benefit after he didn't reveal the true extent of his savings. Lewis Parkinson of Monroe Court appeared before Haverford West Magistrates Court and pleaded guilty to dishonestly making a housing benefit claim by making a false representation to the local authority. Mike Kelleher, defending, said that Parkinson, who was previously of clean character, had already repaid the amount he had been overpaid. Magistrates imposed a 12-month conditional discharge and ordered Parkinson to pay £120 in costs. A little orphan donkey has a new family thanks to two friendly sheep at Begelly tourist attraction Folly Farm. Born on December the 15th, miniature donkey cross foal Roberta sadly became orphaned after mum Margie died shortly after giving birth. Zookeepers Jane Hill and Kim Brickell have been hand-rearing the young foal since then. She also has some pretty good woolly company in the shape of two lovely sheep who have taken on the role of adoptive parents. That's the latest. You're up to date on Pure West Radio. For Pembrokeshire, from Pembrokeshire, see the action live from our studios in Haverford West at purewestradio.com and on our Facebook page, Pure West Radio. Oh, she's sweet but a psycho, a little bit 
Sunday morning and you're listening to your Pure West Farm and Country Show on Pure West Radio with me, Sarah Miller. And what a week it's been in Parliament. We've had votes of no confidence. We've had the Houses of Parliament absolutely defeated. The government defeated, kicked into the long grass. And then everyone's come back and they've given her a vote of confidence. And But where does that leave us? Where does that leave the agricultural industry? Well, we'll see what the farming unions have got to say about it. But it has been an absolute week of turmoil. And I think we can all sit here quite safely on a Sunday uh, and just mutter, don't know where the hell we're going to go from here. But uh, let's see if we can pick through the pieces. But also, let's not take our eye off the ball, which is the farming industry going forward. Because whatever the politicians decide, the cows still need milking twice a day. You know, all the livestock still needs feeding and looking after. The weather's taken a turn for a worse so as well as politics against us, we've got all the elements against us now in the agricultural industry here in Pembrokeshire because the weather forecast is going to be a bit rough for the next week. 
So uh, I'll get to that later in the show. So as I say, we'll look at the farming unions. They're calling for the government to take back control. Well, let's see if that's at all feasible. And uh, look at how the BPS payments haven't hit 100%. And let's face it, we've been doing this for a number of years that you think they might be able to get it right by now. And how do we tackle food waste? There's a new report just out. And dovetailing into that, we're going to be looking into sustainable food production going forward because these are all key things. We are farmers. We are here to produce food for our country when all is said and done. So we'll look at some of the latest scientific and innovative reports on that. Plus, I'll bring you all the regulars. I've got some market prices from uh, uh, North and Cardigan. Uh, also got uh, a few Watsons looking around. And as I say, I'll bring you that long-range weather forecast uh, at the very end of the show. So stay with me for the next couple of hours. You're listening to your Pure West Farm and Country show with me, Sarah Miller. It's true, I'm not good at a one-night stand But I still need love cause I'm just a man These nights never seem to go to plan I don't want you to leave, will you hold my hand? Oh, won't you stay with me? Cause you're
country show here from pure west radio i mean i hope you're either listening online or you've downloaded the app now the fuw is calling on the uk government to take back control obviously this is in light of all the turmoil that's occurred over the past seven days now there was an emergency meeting of the fuw's chairman and presidential team last wednesday obviously straight after um, when that uh, vote sort of just fell apart And the union is calling on the UK government to immediately withdraw Article 50 and take back control of the process of exiting the European Union. And as you know, if we can take back Article uh, 50, but the whole of the government's got to vote for it, 
this will give us an extension on leaving the EU. So it will give us a bit more time um, to work out what we can do going forward for the benefit of all the industries here in the UK, as well as the agricultural industry. Now, the FUW President Glyn Roberts said, I spent all day in the House of Commons yesterday and discussed the urgent need to safeguard the agricultural industry with MPs from across the political spectrum prior to the meaningful Brexit vote. He said, I made it very clear that we can't afford to crash out of the EU with no deal. The consequences would be devastating. Now, given the result of this vote and the dangers of a no-deal scenario, our chairman our pres- and presidential team felt that the only way we can take back control of the Brexit process is to withdraw Article 50 and, by doing so, safeguard the future of the agricultural industry, not just across the Wales, but, as we said, across the UK. Now, there seems to be growing support for a second referendum across the country, which appears to be reflected in our own sector, and we will be discussing this further at our next Grand Council meeting at the end of the month. But given that, time is running out and the FUW urges the UK government to take immediate action. So there's a statement there from the FUW. And uh, as I say, there's, there's lots in the melting pot, isn't there? There's, you know, uh, halt Article 50, have a second referendum, have the people's vote, um, or fall off the cliff with a no deal. Now, just on the back of that, not wishing to sort of lumber doom and gloom on the agricultural industry on this very, very cold Sunday morning, First Milk announced earlier in the week that its member milk price will reduce from February the 1st, uh, obviously 2019, by 0.25 pence per litre to 27.5 pence per litre for the liquid standard litre, which has got 4% butterfat and 3.3% protein. This equates to 28.43 pence per litre on a manufacturing standard litre of 4.2% butterfat and 3.4% protein. Now, commenting on the announcement, Jim Baird, Vice Chairman and Farmer Director, said the impact of downward pressure in the markets during the latter part of last year has taken longer to influence cheese markets than some other dairy commodities. And it is that lag which has resulted in the milk price reduction for February. Hearteningly, said dairy markets have recovered in recent weeks and there are signs of more stability ahead. The uncertainties over Brexit continue and, however, so it is too early to predict what we will see happening to milk prices. We remain focused on delivering as much stability as we can, something reflected in the scale and timing of our recent milk price movements, and as we look to the year ahead, we are concentrating on delivering growth to deliver dairy prosperity for our members. So there you can see again sort of this real uncertainty about what we're, where we're going to be going forward is having an uh, impact on some of our agricultural markets. Tune in to the B.B. Scone Show with me, B.B. Scone, at 7 o'clock every Sunday night here on Pure West Radio for two hours, yes, two hours, of the best in local music, including guests live in session at the legendary Comprehensive Gig Guide. Did you hear that? Come on, you can do it! That's the sound of setting a goal and achieving it, taking it slow. Grasping the club gently, focusing on the ball, lining up the stroke, and it goes in! With all-year-round golf at an incredible £480 for a new member. Terms and conditions apply. For your new membership, call now on 01646 697 822. Milford Haven Golf Club, where rain never stops play. Dave Pearce, dance anthems. Hi, this is Dave Pearce. Make sure you join me this weekend for Dance Anthems. Get your anthem on. Hashtag Dave Pearce Anthems. 
Dave Pierce Dance Anthems in association with Eddie Rocks, West Wales' number one nightclub, open seven days a week from 12pm with UK Pool and Nine Ball Pool. Club nights are Wednesday, Friday and Saturday. Check out the latest events and book tickets online at www.eddies.co or call the nightclub on 01437 779595. VIP reservations are also available. Eddie Rocks, West Wales' number one nightclub. Dave Have you lost your cat? Uh oh, steady kitty. Has your neighbour's much loved dog gone missing? Uh oh, oh no. <laughs> well, don't worry, we're here to help. The Pet Finder on Pure West Radio features lost and found animals across Pembrokeshire every week at 9.30 a.m. and 5.30 p.m. If you have an animal to get featured, email the details to studio at purewestradio.com. <laughs> okay. The Pet Finder on Pure West Radio. For competitions and local news, follow Pure West Radio on Facebook. Pure West Radio. Let's go surfing now, everybody's learning how. Come on a safari with me.
Sunday morning and you are listening to your Pure West Farm and Country Show. Now, as well as Brexit uh, in the headlines, obviously, all week, there's been a heck of a lot of news about um, vegan veganism, uh, moving the way forward, sustainable food, reducing methane from uh, producing farm animals. And uh, it, there's a lot going on and it's sort of it gets very emotive because obviously you sort of have for eating meat and against eating meat. Now, the Sustainable Food Trust welcomes the analysis in the Eat Lancet report published, which was published earlier in the week, which illustrates why diets and global food systems need to change. Now, however, due to a fundamental lack of agricultural understanding, some of the main dietary recommendations are incompatible with the food production outcomes of a truly sustainable farming system. Now, for instance, in prioritising reductions in beef and lamb consumption over poultry consumption, the resulting environmental and health health outcomes will both be negative. If fully implemented, the recommendations would make it impossible to introduce sustainable and restorative farming systems in countries like the UK, where a high proportion of farmland is only suitable for growing grass. Now, in addition, grass and grazing animals need to be reintroduced into many all-arable crop rotations to address the serious problems of soil degradation and biodiversity loss. Now, the failure to make a stronger recommendation in relation to reducing poultry meat consumption is misguided. They say we recognise that meat consumption overall needs to be reduced, but poultry are in direct competition with humans for grain. Although intensive cattle in some countries are fed on grain, ruminants in many countries predominantly eat grass and arable byproducts, which humans cannot digest. Now, in relation to the environment, our analysis is that for net greenhouse gas emissions, soil degradation, biodiversity, diffuse agrochemical pollution and human health, reductions need to be made in meat that is largely fed on grain, not meat that is predominantly fed on grass. Now, Patrick Holden, who's chief executive of the SFT, said, We welcome the fact that the report highlights the urgent need for fundamental change in farming systems and diets. However... It does little to inform the public about the path to a sustainable future and in some key respects that will make things worse. A key weakness in the report is the failure to fully differentiate between livestock that are part of the problem and those that are an essential component of sustainable agricultural systems. This results in messages that are likely to add existing confusion around what constitutes a healthy and sustainable diet. Now, the report also places blind faith in the vague and unproven concept of sustainable intensification. 
It assumes that this will bring dramatic increases in yield and reductions in pollutions, claimed by the agrochemical and seed companies, which expect to benefit financially from a new range of new technologies, each of which will bring its own additional problems, as well as some possible advantages. Now, Many of the report's recommendations, such as increased consumption of vegetables, can't go wrong with that, whole grains, nuts, legumes are all sound. But when it comes to protein and fats, the recommendations to depend so heavily on plant sources, poultry rather than red meat and unsaturated fats compared with saturated fats are fundamentally flawed. Humans have evolved as red meat eaters, too true, and providing this is part of a balanced diet, beef and lamb provide superior types of protein and fat to plant resources. So there's a lot more. This is a very, very in-depth report and uh, I think I'd need three programmes to get through all of it. But also I'm going to have a little look in, a, in the next section about the AHDB. They have got conflicting arguments with this Eat Lancet report that looks at sort of more sustainable ways, not only to farm, but more sustainable ways of a growing, obviously, um, world population, which is expected to uh, be over 9 billion at the end of this decade, how we feed everybody. And uh, it's, uh, it's important. It's, it's not going to go away. We need to pay attention to what the scientists are going to say. The silicon chip inside her head gets switched to overload. And nobody's going to go to school today. She's going to make stay at home Daddy doesn't understand it He always said she was good as gold And he can see no reasons cause there are no reasons What reason do you need to be shown?
Pembrokeshire, from Pembrokeshire, Pure West Radio. Standing on the platform, watching you go. It's like no other pain I've ever known. To love someone so much, to have no control. You said I wanna see the world, and I said go. back to your Pure West Farm and Country Show. Now, we were just discussing what the uh, Eat Lancet Commission said with their report that they published uh, last week on the 17th of January. And um, it's all about how we should change our diets to be healthier and lower our carbon footprint. 
Now, as I said in the report, it said current farming practices were damaging to the environment, biodiversity and human health, suggesting consumers should aim to consume only 14 grams of red meat per day. Other daily recommendations include 7 grams of beef or lamb, 7 grams of pork, uh, 29 grams of poultry, 13 grams of eggs and 250 grams of dairy. Now, this would result in a global reduction of red meat and sugar, we mentioned sugar, by about 50%, while consumption of nuts, fruits, legumes, obviously vegetables, must double. Now, Will Jackson, who is AHDB's strategy director for beef and lamb, said, The report appears to be another example of well-intentioned but potentially flawed thinking on how we reduce our impact on the environment. He goes on to say, Farming, in particular dairy and red meat, is part of the solution, making best use of naturally occurring assets to feed a growing population. And they are an important nutritional part of a healthy, balanced diet. Red meat contains an efficient package of essential nutrients important for the body. And for this reason, government guidelines suggest we should have 70, uh, 70 grams of red meat a day. Average population intake in the UK is currently below this figure. Any suggestion that we should f- uh, further reduce our intake could have unintended detrimental consequences on health. Now, despite the modelling presented by the Eat Lancet Commission, no study has specifically assessed the environmental impact of diets based solely or largely on plant-based protein, as opposed to a mixed diet containing animal protein. Now, meeting the nutritional needs of a growing UK population from plant-based proteins uh, would likely rely much more heavily on imported food, which may be produced to lower environmental standards. Now, many of our meat alternative products we are seeing on supermarket shelves are ultra-processed, often from cheaply available materials. Now, red meat produced in the UK is a sustainable source of good quality protein. It makes best use of natural resources and requires very few additional inputs. Naturally occurring rain makes the grass grow, which cattle consume and convert into protein that humans can eat. It is a completely natural cycle that has been running for thousands of years in tune with and uh, complementary to our natural environment. In addition, grazing cattle and sheep manage permanent pasture as an effective carbon sink and make use of massive swathes of agricultural land that cannot be used for growing other foods. Now, the real danger of this report is that because it is so well backed financially and is being launched across the globe with little acknowledgement of regional differences, it will be taken at face value by people in the UK who may then put their health at risk and even worsen their personal carbon footprint. Production of food should be matched to where on the planet it is most sustainable. Red meat and dairy are produced very sustainably in the UK and should continue to form part of a healthy, balanced diet for our growing population. So as you can see, there are just conflicting reports left, right and centre. But the one thing that has come out of both reports is that uh, obviously beef meat and sheep meat are very, very environmentally friendly. And they're quite right in saying, I mean, especially here in Pembrokeshire and across the rest of the world, we farm in places where people wouldn't even want to walk. Never mind even try and get a tractor there to do anything else, you know, to the to the environment or you know the natural landscape. And certainly sheep are, are, are out there eating places where no man would fear to trace that's for sure.
Connection live from our studios in Haverford West at purewestradio.com and on our Facebook page, Pure West Radio. I don't see you, you're not in every window I look through. And I don't miss you, you're not in every single thing I do I don't think we're meant to be, and you are not the missing piece I won't hear it, whenever anybody says your name And I won't feel it, even when I'm bursting into flames I don't regret the day I left I don't believe that I was blessed I'm probably lying to myself again to your Pure West Farm and Country show on Pure West Radio, either downloaded onto your app or you're listening to me online. Uh, and my name is Sarah Miller. And now we're looking at uh, something else because we've, we're talking about food production, we're talking about sustainable food production, what's good to eat, what's not good to eat. 
But at the end of the day, there comes a, another issue, and that is tackling food waste, you know. And, and I wish I could say, I don't have any in my life, but occasionally you go to the fridge and you find that bag of spinach has turned to compost in the policy. So there are things that go wrong and there are things that we overlook, but tackling food waste is becoming a big issue within society. Now, and there's some astonishing figures here which puts my one bag of spinach uh, paling into insignificance, uh, because it says the UK currently wastes 10 million tonnes of food each year, and this is expected to rise by further 1.1 million tonnes by 2025. Now, 60% of this waste could be avoided. I'm sure 100% of the waste could be avoided if we were just paid a little bit more attention to our fridge. Now, this waste of food has substantial economic, social and environmental repercussions. Despite this, 8.4 million Britons struggle to get regular meals on a daily basis. Now, RAP, WRAP, estimate that the food industry alone wastes uh, 1.9 million tonnes of food a year, 400,000 tonnes of which could be redistributed to those experienced food poverty. And indeed, the value of wasted food in 2015 was estimated at £13 billion, which costs British families, on average, £470 a year. And that's come from RAP again. The environment also suffers significantly from the waste of food. UK food waste is associated with greenhouse gas emissions of over 20 million tonnes. Now, bear in mind they want to, you know, dump a lot of this um, greenhouse gas emission on cattle. There's 20 million tonnes of it to start with. But it is, you know, I worked in the retail industry for a number of years and and it is quite astonishing. You know, even with the best, you know, IT skills in the world, just-in-time deliveries, you know, just the right amount on the shelf assessing uh, you know your customer requirements on a on an hour basis but on a day-by-day basis you still end up with a heck of a lot of waste uh, i mean something like about at least two percent of uh, of the of the fresh food counters will be wasted on a weekly basis within a supermarket now the uk government's approach to tackling this issue has been to support the efforts of individual organizations through funding rather than regulatory approaches Schemes such as the Courtauld 2025 initiative and Love Food Hate Waste have been led by RAP in an effort to reduce food waste. The government has supported other local initiatives through a £500,000 scheme called the Food Waste Reduction Fund. The government has also taken steps to improve their food waste policy, with Environment Secretary Michael Gove announcing a £15 million pilot scheme to reduce waste starting this year 2019-2020. And the government has also published its Clean Growth Strategy, which targets banning food in all landfills by 2020. Uh, Devolved administrations here in Wales and Scotland have also set specific targets to reduce their food waste by 2025. Now, however, despite these efficiencies, challenges remain. Critics have cited the UK's government failure to promote uh, the redistribution of wasted food to the poor as a major failure. Now, while France and Italy have introduced legislation to support redistribution of unused food to the poor, the UK has instead subsidised the use of this food to produce energy via anaerobic digestion. A 2017 report by uh, EFRA, uh, the committee, also raised concerns with government policy criticising the voluntary nature of the Courtauld Initiative and the number of supermarkets who have not committed to food waste reduction as a result. The same report also questioned the government's decision to reduce RAP's funding. Now, this timely symposium therefore offers food waste organisations, local authorities, retailers and many other key stakeholders the opportunity to to discuss current approaches on reducing food waste and how these efforts can be improved in the future. Now, uh, they're going to get together and talk and they're going to learn from charities and local organisations the most effective methods to reduce food waste in the communities. 
They're going to assess the Courtauld 2025 plan and discuss whether it has met its aims in reducing food waste. Discuss the potential for app technology to improve food waste amongst individuals. Develop awareness of the implication of the government's clean growth strategy and new food waste reduction fund. Analyse approaches taken by other countries uh, that combat food waste and reduce food poverty. Assess the outcomes of Sainsbury's efforts to discourage food waste in households and how supermarkets can help reduce their own impact. And gain insight to the most effective strategies local authorities can use to reduce food waste amongst their communities. And debate how Brexit will impact on the development of food waste policy in the UK. Well, Brexit might actually be a... Um, if, if that all comes apart and we end up with uh, you know, empty shelves in our supermarkets, might help reduce that food waste. But that aside, it's something that we've all got to work towards. Um, you know, e- even our household, where I'm quite lucky, nine times out of ten, if there's food waste, I can either boil it up for the chickens or I can give it to the dog. So there's very little that goes into landfill. But if you think about it now, with our local authorities looking to um, you know, only pick up uh, uh, black bag waste every three weeks and perhaps that means they'll only be picking up um, the orange bags and the food waste buckets every two weeks we all need to uh, sort of have take a reflective view because not only is it going to save us money actual money in our pockets it's better for the environment all around and also you know farmers are out there slogging their guts out you know working really hard you know through summer 24 7 to ensure that there is food on our uh, plates food available in the supermarkets all year round and it just doesn't seem fair to end up throwing it in the bin pure west radio proudly presents pembrokeshire professionals comprehensive solutions for all your needs in association with a1 road skills improving the image of road safety with over 40 years experience the complete package with manual and automatic driver school trailer training and wales only theory training center contact us free on 0800 881 8021 pembrokeshire professionals providing solutions for all your needs right here in the county the Bush Inn, Robuston Wathen, home to the famous Pembrokeshire Carvery. We are open six days a week, Tuesday to Sunday, serving tasty and homemade dishes with daily specials. All of our dishes are prepared from fresh, and if you have a sweet tooth, we have a delicious selection of homemade desserts. The Bush Inn is a family-run business, and we guarantee a service with a smile. So be sure to pop in and say hello. It's steak night every Saturday, and with a Carvery every Wednesday and Sunday, booking is essential for the Sunday sitting. Call 01834 860 778 or visit the Family and food is what we do. The Bush Inn, Robuston Wathen. 24 Carat Hire Services are based in West Wales and provide marquee hire, outdoor stage, wedding marquees, mobile bar, sound and lighting. We've won the Welsh National Wedding Awards category of Best Outside Wedding Company in Wales in 2015 and 2016. Voted by our happy brides and grooms. Our professional and friendly crew will work closely with you to ensure everything runs smoothly. Get your free quote today by calling us on 01239 711 or visit www.24caratpromotions.co.uk Hey John, you look like you're 10 years younger mate. What have you been up to? Cheers George, glad you noticed. I've been down to Broblades at 14 Picton Place, Haverford West, next to Iceland. They really know how to look after a fella. 
I had a haircut, tidied up my beard, and I didn't need to make an appointment. You can also have a shave, nose, and earwax too. And they have hot towels. Where was that again, John? Bro Blades, on Picks and Place. Speak to them nicely, and they'll even get you a coffee while you wait. Excellent. I've got a wedding to go to next week, and I could do with some first-class pampering. Bro Blades, open seven days a week, Monday to Saturday, 9am until 7pm. And 10am until 4pm on Sundays. Bro Blades, on Picks and Place. Ooh, someone's been a busy little bee. Look how clean your car is. It looks almost new. Oh, thanks. Actually, I haven't lifted a finger to get it looking this good. I had it professionally valeted at Drive and Shine on Cartlet in Haverford West. It looks amazing now. Is it just cars they do? Because our caravan could really do with a spring clean. Yes, they can do all that. Cars, 4x4s, caravans, boats. They really know what they're doing too. Sounds great. And I won't even have to damage my new nails. <laughs> Drive and Shine in Haverford West. Pure West Radio. From Tempe to Tears Cross. For Pembrokeshire, from Pembrokeshire, this is Pure West Radio. With the latest news for Pembrokeshire, I'm Sarah Hoss. Plans to develop a caravan park and build houses in Manabia are due to be scuppered this week as the National Park Planning Department looks set to refuse planning permission for the scheme. The year-round caravans proposed would be highly prominent in the landscape when travelling from the north from the Ridgeway and there were insufficient environmental improvements proposed, the report states. This part of the application was also contrary to local development plan policies. Although certain elements of the whole development were said to be acceptable, the overall application is being recommended for refusal. Part of the Pembroke Road at Merlin's Bridge is closed today until 6am on Monday morning to allow scheduled construction work on replacing the railway bridge. Clay Lane will also be temporarily closed to all through traffic, with the exception of Clay Lane residents and emergency services via a one-way system. Traffic management operatives will be on hand.